the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Run the show Mondays, Fridays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Rob Black, your money. Got a big seminar coming up in San Rafael, my one time in Marin this year, September 9th. So not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, 10 to noon, four points by Sheraton San Rafael. It's going to be a retirement income strategy and estate planning event. We're talking about your portfolio, talking about portfolio management, income taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, 401ks. Michelle Lerman, estate planning attorney, will be there to go over some of the new laws on estate planning and how to best structure your estate plan so that your money lives as long as you do and hopefully get passed on to some heirs and some sort of inheritance. Today we start the day by taking a look at the front page. Not the business section, but the front page. And the front page tells us, hmm, well, if you open up the front pages of Europe, they're more stressed about it than we are, but a test missile uh, flew over northern Japan before crashing into the sea from, fired from North Korea, which is starting to show that it can get missiles a little further, a little faster. Um, the big concern here is what if that missile, without a warhead, had cracked open and you know, crash landed into Japan. Um, not good, pretty irresponsible. And uh, of course, Donald Trump comes back with a all options are on the table type of response. Joining me to town to talk a little about this and your portfolio in times of turmoil, geopolitical turmoil, as well as a little bit about the seminar, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Let me mention real quick, people can sign up for that event at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Use the code RADIO25 to get on in for free. Mr. Burton. Mr. Black. How are you? Yes. I'm great. How are you? So, uh, I'm okay. So, uh, I've kind of tuned off the noise of North Korea because it seems that in the last, you know, 40 plus years, it's been kind of a back and forth scenario where they want to flex a little bit of international mighty muscle and show that they can still create a missile or two, and uh, we ultimately give them food, cash, or something, but this seems to be a little different under the Donald Trump administration. 
and the markets are a little bit concerned about it. What are your what are your takes on what's happening in North Korea right now? Well, yeah, I think they're trying to get a little bit more attention based on what's going on with Harvey. I mean, I'm seeing my my brother who lives in Austin um, had a rental property he sold about a year ago in Spring, Texas, and showed me a picture of a, a rescue boat uh, boating down the street where his rental property was. So a lot of a lot of bigger issues going on, and and you know the effects of the refineries and everything else, and lower crude prices, potentially higher gasoline prices, it'll, it'll all have an effect. But let's face it, you and I have been doing radio for a long time, and every summer it seems to be similar stories, just different players. And we have periods of low volatility, periods of high volatility. And when volatility starts to pick up, it reminds you that sometimes you need to rebalance and protect some of the gains. Now, when you're younger, it doesn't matter as much. You take corrections as the biggest buying opportunities of the next decade. So... You find ways to buy more and hold on to the good stuff that you have. In retirement, though, you, you've got to rebalance more often and peel off your gains and replenish the cash that you've spent, knowing that you do go through some tough times, and, and you got to have that, that cash on the sidelines to be able to make it through those tough times. So it's pretty interesting that I was sitting at home last night and watching the global markets pull back on the issues hitting both Texas and uh, North Korea. And Texas, to me, you know, uh, Trump could, you know, bump GDP by a quarter to half percent by just rebuilding Houston if he can get Congress to give him the funds that he wants to do to do it. Um, I see that as a positive for the stock market. Now, the human tragedy and the human toll and the number of dead to rise, uh, you can't put a dollar figure on that. But when you do stop and look at it, this is an economic event that's going to help the U.S. economy. When you look at North Korea... Barring nuclear war, uh, which would be big doo-doo for the U.S., um, it, it's a buying opportunity. I see both of these global tragedies as buying opportunities. I do see some of the other things, like you should look at your portfolio, you should look at your insurance, you should look at you know rebalancing. But um, I don't say I have a sense of greed, but I, I, I did look through some ideas of stocks that I want to buy, and you know I'm keeping an eye on them today and over the next couple of days. Yeah, you look at the stuff that is in the news the most, getting hit the most, and those are going to be the next buying opportunities for sure. Um, I mean, this this does everything to even remind you that you need to have a personal disaster plan for protecting even your data to your documents. Um, you know, I'm looking at a hard drive that's completely water and fireproof, waterproof and fireproof in my home right now that has his personal documents that are also in the cloud, so there's multiple locations for that. Because you never know when you're going to potentially be displaced. But going back to this in retirement, the thing that you don't want to do, this is the other mistake that people make, there's one end where people don't ever peel back and protect gains and protect and they always have at least three years worth of expenses in retirement and cash. And then there's the other people that go all cash, that they think they're timing the market the right way. A lot of people did it when Trump was elected. And let's say you have a million-dollar portfolio in retirement, which may not even be enough these days, but as soon as you go all cash, you're giving up and forfeiting at least $30,000 a year of dividends and interest that's going to come to you regardless if the market is up or down. So if the market does spend some time in correction mode, going down a year or two and taking two or three years to get back up, if you're invested in the right stuff that pays dividends and interest, you're still going to get $30,000 of income no matter what the market is doing. Um, 
and then if you have your cash to live off of your and, and social security and pension and other and real estate, you're going to be fine. So don't play that game too, where you're going to go all out because North Korea is rattling their saber. Saber, you know, it's that's a fool's game as well. So the right answer is in between, which is a portfolio that meets your that risk tolerance. So you know what the potential drawdown is, and then you rebalance when the market is positive. So change the topic to the event that's coming up. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com and newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25. It's the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in Marin. It's 10 noon at the Four Points by Sheraton. Lots of information at New Focus Financial, as well as some documents that you can download and take a look at to see if you're on track for retirement. Um, you do the show from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesdays and Wednesdays here on KDOW AM 1220. I'm going to replay a clip of that a little later in the show. Anything that you want to plug about the seminar coming up? Um, well, one of the things that if you want a, an outline of the items that we're going to go over, kind of your checklist that you need to have. So if you're already retired, this is be going to be, okay, did I do this the right way? This is a, a second opinion. Maybe I worked with the wrong type of advisor that was not a CFP, that was not a fiduciary. Um, or you're getting ready to retire. You think you might have enough. This is uh, 10 item checklist that we're minimum that we're going to go over. It's if you go to uh, newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com under the resources tab, there's 10 pillars of retirement income planning. And we're going to go over those 10 key items. That includes everything from social security strategies to rebalancing that I've talked about, um, protecting your spouse to make sure they have enough if something happens, calculating the cost of retirement correctly. Um, and, and how to calculate that safe money that I talked about. Because it's not three years' worth of expenses. It's three years' worth of portfolio draws. So everybody's number is a little bit different. It's not a hard calculation. You just got to know how to do it. Sounds good. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. What's the document that people could download? What's it called? It's 10 Pillars mm. of Retirement Income Planning. Gotcha. You can, people can find that at newfocusfinancial.com. It does tie in directly to the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar coming up. September 9th, 10 to noon, four points by Sheraton. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com, download some freebies, as well as get a chance to uh, sign up for the seminar using code RADIO25. That's RADIO25. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Call Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello, governor. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's so many great headlines and news stories and events tied towards Wall Street today, it's tough to pick just one. For instance, hitting some of the headlines fast and furious, stocks are falling as North Korea tensions escalate. To me, I deal with that as kind of a grain of salt, so you need to know that going in, that I see it as potentially an opportunity. 
if there's going to be global nuclear war, shall we play a game? According to War Games and Matthew Broderick, a true movie based on a documentary, based on a, shall a fiction. Shall we play a game? Um, we're going to have much bigger problems. So I see the fear index as an opportunity. Um, everyone knows that North Korea is not a superpower in any way, shape, or form, whether it be military or economically speaking. Can they rattle their saber? Yes. But it's ultimately a very small man who has issues uh, with the world, and China's not stepping on him as China should be stepping on him, so that might create more issues down the road. Uh, but I was looking through a shopping list of stocks last night, which I will not share with you, because if I do, then I can't buy or sell them for three days. Um, that's law. I'm not allowed to front-run anything. Uh, but if things get nasty, they get nasty. Finish Line adopts a poison pill today, and they've cut their forecast again. Sporting goods retailer, including Finish Line, uh, have been struggling as a group. So they've set up a poison pill, which will be triggered if party takes 12.5% ownership of the company. Uh, Finish Line is one of those companies where you can go in and buy shoes. I just bought two pairs of shoes from Nike direct. Uh, I know my shoe size. I'm comfortable with that. I know the exact brand that I want because I'm specifically a runner and I'm specifically looking for the editor's choice of running shoes. Um, do I think Finish Line has a place in the world? It's tough because it's a mall-based company and when you go into a mall now, you might be going for something specific like Cheesecake Factory for food and then you go, ooh, let's look around and you're like, ooh, Legos, ooh, Apple Store. And then you go... Ooh, finish line. I don't really need shoes right now. I'm going to come back to you later. And then you go home and you order them online. That's just, you know, quick analysis, and it may not be right. Ford and Domino's are testing a self-driving pizza delivery. Woohoo! Now this is life, right? Wrong. This is actually awful news. Um, everyone has delivered pizzas, waited tables, done crappy retail jobs. Everyone is supposed to do that kind of work in their life. Um, while they're getting a college degree, while they're finishing up high school during the summers or what have you. Domino's has been experimenting with high-tech delivery methods for years. Um, so for an autonomous vehicle or a drone, this takes jobs away from people. The pizza chain might send a self-driving Ford Fusion to deliver your food if you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Domino's has teamed up with the automaker to test people's response to autonomous delivery cars. It'll have camera sensors, radar, LIDAR, um, it's going to be a month-long test, and despite the full equipment, a human engineer will be behind the well, since the test is all about observing customers' reactions. He'll be hidden behind tinted windows, though, and won't be ringing anyone's doorbell. Customers who agree to be part of the trial will get a text when the order arrives. What do you think about that? Good idea, bad idea? Kiosks and self-driving vehicles take away kind of an initial starter jobs. You know how you're having starter homes? Detroit right now has had great success getting people into homes um, that are small and tiny. And essentially, starter homes, even smaller than a starter home, even smaller than a condo. Um, I don't know what, what that's for. Um, let's see if we could bring out the minions again and say, people have died in Houston during the floods. does make everything a little bit better, doesn't it? Um, too soon. Too soon. So let's talk about some of the other headlines out there. Best Buy had a good quarter. Holy mackerel, don't say it's true. Best Buy had a good quarter. Um, stock up 66%. Is that the sign of the devil? Close, but not quite. 666. Damien Omen. Um, 
so Best Buy's resurgent continues. Uh, they raised their full year outlook despite second quarter earnings sales beat or following the second quarter earnings beat. The big box chain is finding a sustainable path. Um, I enjoy going into Best Buy. I used to love going into Best Buy 10, 15 years ago. Then I started hating going into Best Buy. Then I started loving going to Best Buy again. So they train their people well right now, and it's encouraging sales of computer devices, smartphones, appliances, wearable technology against a backdrop of continued healthy consumer confidence, broad-based product innovation. I saw a new product yesterday being announced by Fitbit, and I don't know if we need this. Nokia's got one, too. It's a wireless scale. It's an Internet of Things scale. So you get on it, and I guess it can zap it to your cell phone and tell your Apple phone or your Apple Watch or your, your cell phone that, hey, Rob's lost 30 pounds this month. Um, and it's something I could easily track. Do you want a wireless scale or do you want a wireless refrigerator? Or do you want a, like, I love my thermostat. I got the Nest and I'm easily saving big dollars, especially during the hot months uh, when I don't want to be running air conditioning all day long, but I want some sort of efficiency tied towards the, the running of the system. So Best Buy is benefiting from all this. Do we need a wireless scale or is that just too much? Um, and are you willing to pay for a wireless scale? Next up in the world of headline news, AutoNation CEO is out there, and he's saying, you know, there's going to be a snapback in car sales because of Harvey. Now, think about all the home builders, the road, the concrete, the John Deere's, the Caterpillars, the Home Depot's, the Lowe's, that are all going to benefit from rebuilding. Then there's going to be people that leave Houston and never come back, like they left New Orleans and never came back. Unfortunately, a lot of people from New Orleans went to Houston. Oof. Um, thousands upon thousands of vehicles have been destroyed in Houston, so we are a nation that will go out and buy new cars. We are a nation that will go out and replace cars um, and take on more debt. So there will be a substantial snap back, snap back either in the fourth quarter or the first quarter of next year because that's the American way, so it says the Auto Nation CEO. Houston is the nation's fourth largest city. It accounts for about 40% of auto sales in Texas. That's big business. Houston's vehicle sales are already down at the retail level, 25% year-to-date. So this is going to have a snapback feel to it. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't know if I'm right or wrong, but um, I'm not saying the home builders are the, or the car builders are the right way to go. Um, you know, Tesla, Ford, GM. Ford and GM have problems. They're losing market share. And Wall Street hates companies that lose market share. Apple's in the news today because they're asking Hollywood, knock, knock, knock. We want to make 4K movies available, more available. Um, but we want you to lower the price. Apple wants to sell 4K movies for about 20 bucks. Hollywood wants to charge more. Um, competitors of Apple charge $30 for 4K movies. And, um, you know, my price point is somewhere between 10 to $20 for a movie. So I think Apple's more on the right point. On the right point. Apple's 4K TV should already have access to 4K content. However, uh, it's something that they're expected to release in early September. It looks like early September will be the time they announce a new phone, a new set-top box, and a new watch. Uh, big seminar coming up. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the radio code RADIO25, RADIO25, to get in for free. Taking your calls right now, 800-516-1220. 
That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I do my best to prepare two to three hours a day for you of solid content so that you can hopefully get ahead, save somewhere between $1 million and $4 million for your retirement. $1 million roughly will say get you income of $40,000 a year. That is a very basic starting point, but how much do you need in retirement on top of Social Security? Social Security is not going to add up to a lot, especially as we go on in years and inflation kind of beats uh, the cost of living adjustments, especially in healthcare costs. So that's my goal, get you saving a little bit more. To help me with this, I bring in as many smart people as I can, and someone I've been bringing on for 10-plus years, Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. I've been reading his material for 15-plus years. You can find it at Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine, thanks. Good to be back with you. Good to be here. Now, I uh, I watch a little bit of news at night. I've turned into my father, almost literally. <laughs> Um, I used to think that was the most uncool thing in the world, but uh, last night I was tuned into CNN, flashback to my dad 30 years previous, and um, I'm watching North Korea, and I'm going, in my experience, talking to you, from being in the markets, I'm like, this isn't so bad. Let the markets pull back, and I look at it as a buying opportunity in most scenarios in my life, geopolitical conflict. Now, the problem is, does it last a day? Does it last a year? Am I too early or not? But... What are you thinking about the North Korea conflict um, in, the, in the context of the stock market? Well, I think it's uh, it probably is one of those you know high risk events with a low probability of, of uh, unfolding okay. into a worst case scenario, um, but the probability of it is not zero. So you do still have to respect the possibility of, of something <clears throat> breaking out there that is unexpected, <clears throat> particularly when you have a a maniacal leader like Kim Jong-un um, in the hot seat there. So um, so it's not a, the most comfortable thing to, to think about. But but overall, um, you know, we have seen, you know, his, there's precedent, of course. You know, um, you've seen this somewhat aggressive action before with missiles being fired and, you know, landing in the sea. But uh, And then the market does okay because nothing ultimately, you know, comes of that. But just, uh, I think, given who our president is now um, and given you know some of uh, some changes in the, the leadership style uh, it could be a little bit different this time I'm not oh, certainly not looking for a military conflict but uh, but I'd say you know relative to past administrations uh, the threat of some type of military engagement uh, is certainly higher today than it was in past administrations it's going to be horrible that I say this but I almost, on one hand, I'm going to play the economist here. I almost, I almost want a conflict just to get this guy out of office once and for all. But then again, sometimes the demon known is better than the demon unknown. So I'll just shut up because we thought we were doing a good thing, getting rid of Saddam Hussein years and years ago, and that just led to uh, unsettling of the whole situation. So let's change the topic to Houston uh, again. Uh, from the stock market perspective, I look at it as a positive. Short-term negative in oil prices, gasoline prices, um, cost of life, things along those lines. But long-term positive because we're going to spend billions and billions and billions of dollars in economic stimulus package per se, rebuilding that that city. 
Right. You know, certainly what you what you miss in the short term here because of uh, the, the terrific flooding that's going on down there uh, does get made up, you know, on the other side of things. So it's, it's uh, you know, kind of washes out in the end, so to speak. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, we're in a situation where you, whether you suffered a, a fire or a flood or what have you, um, it's not uncommon to kind of build things bigger and better uh, and safer than they were before. Uh, so there could be a little bit of an economic stimulant in there uh, on the other side of things. But uh, but obviously, given uh, uh, Houston's uh, importance to the energy uh, sector and uh, you know the shut-in of oil refineries there at the moment, um, there is going to be a, a negative impact in the short term uh, for you know businesses and consumers alike. Uh, but that should ultimately flush out here, you know, not too long. Once, once Houston can get into recovery mode, and um, you know, and those oil refineries can get back online, and um, there's obviously going to be clearly plenty of oil to to ship into those refineries, and you'd start to see, uh, you know, gasoline prices come back down in, in due course here, and so uh, so consumers won't feel a, uh, a significant pinch uh, beyond maybe you know, the next few weeks, perhaps. So is it too early to change the topic and ask about other market events driving currently, um, maybe back half of the year, maybe the pending month of October, which has had numerous surprises in the past, uh, or should we stick with these uh, economic, uh, geopolitical, and natural disaster topics? Yeah, all the, all the, the fun cool. stuff, right? Um, well, you know, I think what you know your listeners need to be uh, watching out for certainly as we you know come up on Labor Day is you know Congress is back in session on the other side of the Labor Day holiday, uh, and there's a lot of important business that Congress is going to have to take up immediately, uh, you know, including the effort to somehow reach some type of budget agreement, uh, as well as trying to reach an agreement on on raising the debt ceiling, something that should not be uh, contentious, but most likely will be. Uh, and so uh, we're not. We would not be surprised if the month of September uh, generates some increased volatility here. Uh, you know, as it becomes another one of these, you know, eleventh-hour political dramas related to what should be some normal uh, business activity. So, um, you know, and I think that that's been on the in the back of the market's mind here uh, with the month of August coming to an end and 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 you know investors are weighing that against the uh, the understanding that. You know, you have a market trading at a pretty full valuation, uh, and you have a market that uh, internally has not been looking all that great, even before all of the, the latest headlines surrounding North Korea. Um, there's been some uh, some interesting divergences, you know, namely the underperformance of the Dow Transport Average, uh, as well as the Russell 2000, uh, and as well as the continuation of uh, of market rates dropping, uh, which is you know very perplexing in a, in a, on a number of levels, uh, considering you've had the Fed raise interest rates you know a few times this year, um, and and you hear all of these calls for synchronous global economic growth, and yet you still have the ten-year yield, you know pressing lower uh, in a very perplexing way. So um, so it should be an interesting period, but I think that uh, you know, the market is taking some time here to kind of digest what happened in the first half of the year uh, and might be a little bit more anxious as it looks at the back half of the year, given that the, the valuation on the market is, is fairly full at the moment. Okay. So taking a look at some of the other headlines today, if we can, um, Best Buy came out and reported about it in the next quarter. They're not getting Amazon yet. 
Um, do you buy into the Amazon theory uh, that companies and will continue to see a reshaping of retail in the United States? And how do you feel about it? Because ultimately, I like disruptors because they kind of raise the bar for everyone in competition per se. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any question that Amazon's going to be, uh, you know. Like a disruptor um, for some time here, um, and you're seeing that across different different niches now. Whether it be you know the athletic footwear retail apparel space, um, or you know even the auto parts you know retail space, um, you know, and now we're seeing it clearly in 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 the grocery category. Um, so you know you hear more and more every company every retailer on their earnings. Uh, uh, calls and in their earnings releases, try to highlight how they're investing more in their e-commerce business, uh, and they almost have to to show their investors that they're not going to just, you know, lie there and let you know the likes of Amazon and other online competitors just you know roll over them and steal their market share. But but to try to play catch up right now with Amazon is not going to be an easy endeavor, and it's not going to be cheap. Uh, and I think that uh, what you see traditional retailers facing right now is a lot of pricing pressure because consumers have now been trained to either go to the Internet to find lower prices or if their preferred outlet is to actually go into the stores, they've been essentially trained to wait for lower prices to arrive uh, because discounting has kind of become um, uh, endemic to to the retail industry. So, uh, you know, the stocks themselves I think are going to be some really – Intriguing trading vehicles, but very difficult right now, I think, to uh, to formulate some long-term investment uh, ideas in that space because it's, it's certainly in a state of disruption right now. And, and as far as the winners and losers are concerned, don't quite know uh, how that all shakes out or, or how it's looking at the moment. But clearly, Amazon's the winner. Um, but who can go, you know, toe to toe with them? Uh, there's very few out there. You know, maybe Walmart might be the one that jumps out, obviously, but. Um, but there's going to be a lot of uh, you kind of kind of need to wait and see here how how these this shakes out over the next several quarters. I'm speaking with Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, a fantastic resource. On the other foot today, finish line is falling apart, where Best Buy is holding up strong. So it is a market of winners and losers. Is there any last point you want to make? Because we've got about one to two minutes left, Mr. O'Hare. Right. Well, you know, just keep in mind, too, that, you know, um, that this time of, of year, you know, the end of August, you know, trading conditions are thin. They still have a lot of market participants who are on vacation. So uh, so we need to be careful about giving too much credit where credit isn't due for, for market-moving catalysts. Um, you know, it's easy to, easier to move the market when trading volume is not all that heavy. Uh, and I think that, you know, I would just take sit back and just uh, kind of like hang on the sidelines, if you will, until we get into the month of September where park participation is fuller and, and you'll get a better read on liquidity and, and, uh, and market sentiment. Thanks very much. It's Patrick Hare with Briefing.com, always an insightful interview. You can find out more about him and the company, Briefing.com, totally worth um, the subscription. A lot of various levels of the subscription at uh, Briefing.com, Briefing.com. I check in almost first thing in the morning, whether it's their in-play or his articles. It's a great way to start the day at briefing.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Largest price gain over the past year occurred in Seattle, according to the U.S. home prices in the month of June, up 13.4%. But some other metro areas are seeing a more tempered increase. Prices rose less than 4% in New York City and Washington, D.C., just up 2.9% in Cleveland and Chicago. Um, Portland had a big win. You know, um, cheap mortgages are helping for sure. So um, home prices surge in June, led by Seattle. But again, it depends on which market you were in. Portland, Oregon, Dallas did well. Now, speaking of doing well, CFP Chad Burton has started a new show here on KDOW from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I cover Mondays and Thursdays, and I call it Stock Talk. He's more of a wealth uh, preserver. I'm more of a wealth creator. I think uh, the two work well together. But let's listen as Chad talks a little bit about life in retirement. Um, from his morning show today here on AM 1220 KDOW. You can always go to newfocusfinancial.com and get a copy of this podcast. Chad? Let's talk Social Security. Uh, with the passing of the Budget Act in late 2014, gosh, boy, I'm already forgetting, where Social Security strategies changed a, a lot. They took away the restricted application, or the uh, file and suspense strategy, and you can only do the restricted application. Um, so there's still a lot of talk on Social Security and making sure that people look at the option of delaying Social Security until age 70. So if you look at Social Security and you, let's say you're in retirement. Now, this is a situation where you're forced into retirement early and you're looking at Social Security and you're saying, okay, how can I delay this until age 70? Because at age 70, it's such a much larger income. In fact, between full retirement age, which for most people is 66, 67 until 70, if you can delay it, it's about an 8% rate of return on your money. And that's great. So a lot of people that are forced into retirement at age 62 are looking for ways to delay until 70, but they still need money. And one of the common strategies for that type of a situation is you use a reverse mortgage where you can pull out equity in your home, either on a monthly basis or in a lump sum, and use those funds to live off of until you're 70 years old and you take Social Security. Now, who is this right for? Well, typically it's people that are kind of forced into a retirement situation. Um, it, it's, it's only right to consider if you think you're going to live past age 82, 83, sometime in that area. you got to do a, a crossover analysis because you're taking Social Security later, so you have several years where you don't get it, so you have to live a certain amount of time in order for your strategy to win. If you're 62 years old, kind of forced into retirement for health care issues, and you don't think you're going to live past age 80, and you don't have a wife or a husband that's going to depend on your check, then it's probably silly, and you might just want to take it. Um, so it's really a plan B. The last time that I saw somebody do this successfully is they retired – with what they thought was just enough money, but their plan was to go back to work part-time for another three to five years and then walking their new dog that they got from rescue, um, didn't realize it was kind of a wild dog on a leash, pulled him off the curb, broke her hip. And so her plans to go back to work, knowing that her financial plan called for more income, her plans to go back to work, gone. 
you know, six month recovery time before they could really consider doing anything. And so that source of income that they thought they were going to have, they didn't have it. So they used a reverse mortgage because they're very, she's very healthy. She's probably going to live till she's mid to late nineties because her parents lived until they were in their nineties. So, and that, that was a scenario where that was the option. They didn't want to mess up their financial plan of waiting till 70 to take social security. So they delayed it. Now, According to thinkadvisor.com on Friday, the CFPB, which is a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, is warning older consumers against taking out a reverse mortgage in order to just delay Social Security benefits. So it's kind of a blanket statement, though. They talk about uh, this newly released report that the costs and risk of taking a reverse mortgage can easily exceed the increase in Social Security lifetime benefits that a homeowner would receive by delaying those benefits. So they give this example. A homeowner born after 1960 with expected monthly Social Security benefit of 910 bucks at age 62 would collect 1300 bucks a month if he or she delays claiming Social Security until 67, and it's even more if they waited. The increase in lifetime benefits from Social Security would be $29,640 more. But the cost of the overall in cost by the time that person reaches age 85, the reverse mortgage would have costed 31900 bucks. So that's $2,300 more. But that's in today's dollars. I mean, the, it, it, the analysis that they use is a little bit silly because most people that take a reverse mortgage, it's kind of an emergency situation. They don't typically care about how much they leave to their kids. But what they're saying is you got to be careful making sure that there's enough home equity left over because you're probably going to need care and you're not going to be able to live in your home till the day you die. You can find out more about CFP Chad working by going to the website newfocusfinancial.com. Let's do a show here Tuesdays and Wednesdays on AM 1220 KDOW. You can download some stuff for the upcoming seminar, including but not limited to the 10 pillars of retirement income, because we're going to be talking about that at the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in San Rafael, September 9th from 10 to noon. Um, I'm giving up my block party uh, to do this, so come on out. Four points by Sheraton San Rafael. I'll be staying at a local hotel that night, which I will disclose later because we'll have a pre-party. Uh, Social Security strategies, good and bad retirement products, retirement income. I'm going to be going over some stock pick ideas. You can sign up for the event. It's free by going to newfocusfinancial.com and hit the seminar that says September 9th. It's pretty uh, easy to see the upcoming events. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at Rob Black Show. When you are signing up for the event, hit type in Radio 25, Radio 25 to get in for free. Um, I'm Rob Black, and again, thanks for listening. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. The closer you get to retirement, the more you need to start thinking about how you can get the most out of your nest egg. Hi, I'm Rob Black. On September 9th, I'll be in San Rafael, along with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman, for a special event focused on retirement income strategies and estate planning. We're going to help you get a better picture of how to manage your retirement income so that it lasts longer, lets you live comfortably, and protects your family. Which accounts you should draw from first? What's the best way to manage your IRAs and your 401ks? How should you handle your Social Security? We'll cover all that and show you how to minimize your taxes. And we'll go over retirement products, which ones are the good ones, which ones to avoid. 
What if long-term care becomes an issue? That could drain your entire estate if you don't protect it. Just the tip of the iceberg. Join us Saturday, September 9th, 10 to noon at Sheraton San Rafael. Register now at robblackshow.com. KDOW listeners will waive the $25 fee. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.